Yeah, he caught me, dude. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah. It's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and... Evil Dead Inks, and I'm going to use my tongue in ways the Lord never intended. Wah, 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 to dodge the draft. <laughs> yes, we're talking TCM the beginning, because there's nowhere else to go after <laughs> 03. Where you go? We got a one-armed leather face. Arlie Ermey is literally a greasy spot in the road. <laughs> yep, we gotta go back in time. Like, shh, Marty, we gotta go back and see how this begins. Yeah, we gotta go back in time, but not back in time to the original timeline. This is a different timeline. It's got a different beginning. Holy crap, this, like we said a million times in these podcasts, this franchise <laughs> is all over the fucking place, folks. And... I saw this one in theaters, so uh, yeah, I've I've got some fond memories. I enjoy this movie, but yeah, Evil. If if you want to give a, a brief plot synopsis, I know you already said we're we're going back in time, but yeah, um, hit him with it and we'll get started. It's a prequel. Nobody survives. That's Excellent. it. I mean, there's not much. What what can you say? I like. There's no way it's going to end well. I like. It's going mm-hmm. to do exactly. If you've never seen the movie, it's going to do exactly what you think it's going to do. Oh, some kids are going to get involved. We're going to see Leatherface born, make his first mask, how the sheriff becomes the sheriff, how they decide to eat people. Credits. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I know two weeks ago we talked about this evil, and you you had only seen this a few times, so it wasn't fresh in your mind. And I I told you I think three probably total times. <laughs> mm, I didn't even yeah. own this DVD. The DVD was in the wife's collection, so uh, I was telling Raj off air like the wife's been like, "Ugh, we gotta we watch this one for your for your thing." I was like, "Yeah, but." You volunteered for this one, so no complaining. And two, this is technically your DVD that has the slipcover, unrated platinum edition, still, uh, still on it. So no complaints, because this is technically your movie. If we split up, you're taking this one with you, not me. You, you married into it. I'm. Well, if that's the way you want to put it. Yeah, I married into <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. I had not seen it at all, at all, until we got together and. When we first did get together, we didn't have internet, cable, mm. nothing. So it was just uh, what I had and what she had on DVDs and Blu-rays to watch. So eventually you get tired of the same 30 or 40 movies you have. And I'm like, all right, what else you got in your collection? Yeah, I've never seen that. Let's throw that, throw that thing on see what it's like. You know, I as, uh, as primitive as that sounds to some of our listeners, I kind of miss those simpler times, you know? I remember there was a really rough patch in my life when I didn't necessarily have the money to have cable um, or, or any of that stuff. So, And this is pre-streaming, so it was just whatever movies you had. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, you could uh, venture out and rent a flick. And times were a lot simpler back then. And it just... We were easier... Feel, feel a little bit more grounded, you know? We were easier to entertain. Now everything's... Make it snappy. Come on. Quick, fast, in a hurry. It's went from like, well, I'll rent this. It's three hours. I'm still going to watch it, and then I'll return it in, within seven days 
to now it's like you got a minute minute and a half hit me with your best shot or i'm moving on yeah and again i'm gonna sound like a broken record but back then movies were events you know you were even saying like i haven't seen this let's throw it on so when you do that it's the kind of time like you dim the lights you get some popcorn or a snack or whatever you got your beverage you're chilling and that movie has your undivided attention unless it's fool around time you know if it's like you're you're hooking up with someone or whatever but like your your ulterior motives for putting it on yeah pre-netflix and chill was you know let's go rent a movie and finger bang or whatever you know but like what insane uh, human being is like i'm gonna use tcm as my as my (laughs) go-to go-to flex hey don't knock it till you try it baby but uh, (laughs) so after re-watching this evil initial thoughts do do you like this one just straight out the gate were you entertained (laughs) are you not entertained uh (laughs) i don't know because i got done i was like i mean it was made well it felt very uh gross in the ways they're mm-hmm. intending very sticky very slimy but like it wasn't a great fun time it's, it's not i don't think arlie ermy's best improvised work yeah uh, and I, uh, I knew how things were gonna go from jump street i was like well it's a prequel so like nothing is going to be groundbreaking here as far as anything gonna be evil vanquished kind of a deal like we're just gonna get an origin story, so everything yeah. has to go this route at some point. And I, I don't know. It's it just it was kind of that uh, like what you think? I was like, it's all right. Like you do want to own it or rent or rent it or watch it again? I'm like probably not for a while. Yeah. Like in fifteen years, it's been three times, and the the Ooh. third time was for doing this. Yeah, uh, I'll say this. Upon my rewatch, which I told you off air, uh, as soon as we got done covering the TCM 03 remake, like as soon as I got off of my computer, I threw on the beginning. I'm like, I remember really liking this. And I do like it. But when I was rewatching it, all of this, uh, like, I don't know, like the the era that it came out really started to like oh. soak in. Oh. And I went, oh, so TCM. Oh three. This is just this is just Platinum Dunes trying to um, do a remake and and get these you know established uh, properties off the ground. And this movie to me is not influenced by like existing IP. This movie is uh, only exists because of the torture porn era. This movie feels like it really. It was like it saw what uh, Eli Roth did with Hostel and you know um, what what Tarantino was doing with crazier stuff and just, just all this weird hyper violent horror that was happening and was like let's I mean it is Texas Chainsaw Massacre let's fucking peel the face off let's skin some arms let's you know it got like really almost gross for no reason in some certain spots and I'm here for it I like that but I uh that cool effect. You know, I notice it. Yeah, I notice it. I thought you were going with just some of the casting and clothing options, like uh, super pretty, clean people again. I was gonna say Jordana Brewster, and like every shot, it's like you're almost she's almost spilling out the back of her pants. Like it is almost mm-hmm. butt cheeks 
every scene. Yeah, those butt dimples we talked about two weeks ago. This is not butt dimples. This is like, there's cracks, and it's any second now. There it is. And uh, womp, womp. and we get the, the closest we've come to next gen with uh, almost nudity. We got Diora Baird in her in her undies, which is always a good thing. So I I. Like say one good thing about uh, about the TCM beginning, like Dior Baird's in it, mm-hmm. and that'll be how I reference it. The wife, oddly enough, she refers to it, oh the Jordana Brewster one. I was like, what else the did she do? Hit. No, she's the dark hair, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. from the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> which I swear yeah. that one biker dude is either he's either in that series or he, he kind of looks like he looks like the camera operator from Wayne's World. He is. He is. I was like, Damn. you know who he is. He's he's and he'll forever be. He's Chet from the Weird Science TV show. Oh gosh, that's who he is to me. No matter what I see him in, I'm like Chet from Weird Science TV. Like not good enough to be Bill Paxton, but still Chet. Because <laughs> <laughs> when, when I first saw him, I was like, does that dude follow Jordana Brewster from T- Fast and the Furious? I'm like, no, that's the fucking camera guy. It looks like he, at least he looks like the camera guy from Wayne's World that goes three. Two, oh, the big ass yep, sideburns and tie dye. Wow, he's not aged a day, and I know, <laughs> well over a decade. Like he looks pretty much the same, except he's tough now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it must be a, a clean lifestyle where he's able to grow some stubble and look like he has a rough lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, he's the most baby faced biker out there. <laughs> yeah, just it should have been uh, Edward Furlong, like now Edward Furlong. Oh God, <laughs> probably nah, they got my friend. <laughs> probably doing his best Oswald Cobblepot. So between Diora Bear, Jordana Brewster's pants, and the uh, lead dudes, like facial hair i feel like that's very much of the time too that like mm. don johnson three day not beard but uh, mustache and goatee yeah and then you let the five hour like whatever that is the five five o'clock shadow yeah stubble get just a little bit long yeah, towards like, almost just like a day or so's growth and i was like none of this feels like dude in the last movie felt like he could have been in the 70s and this is before mm-hmm. that yeah and this so the the previous film takes place in 78, I think we established. And 78, this is 74, take... and this is 68 or 64. And that's the biggest deterrent in this movie. You look at it and you can just call bullshit because of how everyone looks. I mean, sure, they do that oversaturated. They bring the film grain. They they pump up the blacks again. They do all, yeah. the, all the same tricks they did in the first movie, but... It don't feel it. It don't feel as hot either. Mm-mm. It does not feel oppressively hot like and the original also, did uh i used to like this so uh this is a part of me changing um lou temple as the original sheriff playing pretty much lou temple <laughs> oh. doing everything lou temple always does laying out his groundwork for you know if you kill me no one will know <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking bring a horse to organism like just that stupid fucking bullshit there, dialogue. There's a lot of hot minutes. I was like, did I was like, am I in a parallel universe where Rob Zombie did this movie too? I'm telling you, because we have inf- we have another by the torture porn. I was like, we have some of that weird dialogue. We have a lot of like gross out shit. Some stuff that just makes no sense. And and on top of that, we got a cow explosion from a car driving through it. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you sure Rob Zombie didn't do this movie? Cow, and we have yeah, and and Thomas Hewitt 
aka yeah. Leatherface, is with his COVID mask on for half the movie. Which yeah, I mean, there's there's the biggest thing. Like he doesn't come off to me as a Leatherface. He comes off as mm-hmm. like WWE's Kane. Oh, one hundred percent. Again, we had Ceno Evil. Was Ceno Evil around this time or two thousand five? It's can't around this that. time, but I mean, I mean. Kane is Kane, and he's been Kane since '97. Yeah. So it's like, it looks exactly like he's just trying to do a Kane. He doesn't look what we would think the character mm-hmm. is supposed to kind of be. He does make an attempt way late in the film to kind of have that subservient thing and that you know shy thing to Arlie Ermy, but I was like, it feels too little, too late. By yeah, then it's and like, then they you've been just a hulking Kane figure for the whole movie. Yeah. And then also the ending shot, which every time looks my cool. eyes roll, my eyes roll like a fucking slot machine though. Like <laughs> he's, he's been so fast and so violent this whole movie. And then all of a sudden he's like snuffleupagus fucking walking home. I'm going home now. Like that's the only thing I yeah. think he does that I like. I like the, those slow walk with the chainsaw. I think that shot looks cool. I think when they first pull him. Or pull him over when the when the cop car pulls over from him walking home. That looks cool, but that I thought you were going with the. There's two moments in this movie that totally made me go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Which two? I'm I'm all ears. Okay, the first one is we have uh, Leatherface's mama giving birth in the slaughterhouse. Yeah. To which the baby is thrown out. So Leatherface is the first dumpster baby. Prom night dumpster baby. To which he becomes an employee down the road at this same meatpacking plant because he's found in the dumpster by the future Hewitt family. He got like maggots and stuff on him. He looks like the baby from Dead Alive. So it takes, we'll say roughly, we'll even go 20 years for this meatpacking plant to be condemned by the mental or mental the 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 health board and i'm like osha oh like well no shit you had a childbirth on the floor and a woman died and you threw a baby in a dumpster like how this take to go to the bathroom boss how this take two fucking decades to shut this place down the 60s no that's bullshit yeah (laughs) you know you know how it is and the second what the fuck i had of this movie is so this big son of a bitch was able to lay down in the back of that tiny ass car with a chainsaw and was undetected by Jordana Brewster when she gets in it. Mm-hmm. And then slam- slams the chainsaw through the back seat, chainsaws her, which you had to know was happening. Like, well, no one's getting away. Even it looks like she's getting away. Yeah. And then she just happens to veer off the road and smash into a traffic stop by some random cop, which... Where the fuck's this guy been? Because it's clearly the same town where Lou Temple was sheriffing. And it's Mm -hmm. been at least a couple of days since he was murdered and his job was taken over randomly by by Arlie Ermey. Where was (laughs) this guy the whole movie? Why is he pulling someone over just now? And is he not? I was like, that was kind of odd. I've not heard from anyone else in in the whole sheriff's department. Is it just him and Lou Temple? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, that's... Two things. That's us. Two big Stepping things back. that got me, yeah, rewatching it. <laughs> Ten years later. No, I, I, straight up, though, when I saw it in theaters, that whole uh, birth on the plant floor was, that's a terrible origin, but uh, is what it is. My, my biggest gripe still, which I talked about two weeks ago, is this movie is before the TCM 03, but this 
Slaughterhouse is somehow shittier in the 60s, you know, and then it gets closed. But then by the time we get to the 03 movie, everything's chrome. <laughs> everything's nice. Well, yeah, I'm like, where, what's going on here? There's, there's nothing, nothing here that seems very surprising in a good way. It's almost, it's like if you had, if you had asked anyone who's casually watched any of these movies, write me an origin story for, for this. So I, well, he's probably born in a slaughterhouse and, mm-hmm. and worked in the slaughterhouse. And they, born a big dummy. And they shut it down and he just started, what do you do then when you ain't got no meat? You just start eating people. Yeah, and also, uh, I mean, I know this is a prequel, so you got to answer some questions. The whole um, fellow who loses his legs. Who was asking that question? Who was like, well, how'd he lose his legs? Well, let me tell you. He got winged by a bullet, and then Leatherface chopped him off. Like, yeah. Yeah, he gets so shot like, in the leg by biker dude. Leatherface performs surgery at the behest of Arlie Ermy, and he gets ridiculed for not doing it uh, clean enough. So he's like, well, even him up. So cut the other leg off, too. That didn't make any goddamn sense. No. No fucking sense whatsoever. No, but, but who is that one guy in the writing room being like, are we ever going to explain how this double amputee became a double amputee? Shut the fuck up, Irv. Yeah. No one's asking. You don't get to, you don't get to talk, fella. <laughs> it's a coffee guy bringing shit in like, how about that legless guy? How about you that'll eat up some 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 minutes. Yeah, I think um again, it's really really influenced by the grit and the grime of like a uh Eli Roth movies. Um also the Rob Zombie stuff is clearly there. There's a, but it also there's it has this difference. weird like MTV Movie Awards thing to it yeah. also, which is fucking tough. It's everyone looks very good shape, very you know film looking ready. I mean, there's this there's just a difference between a 70s grit and anything made in the 2000s trying to look like a grit, even if it's mm-hmm. super filthy, dirty, and wet and slimy. It still looks cleaner. Yeah. Than anything done in the 70s. So, um, here, here, I'm, this has nothing to do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I'm going to use this as an example. Um, like a movie like Green Room, which I will never stop singing the praises for. Every single character in Green Room, none of them look Hollywood handsome beautiful you know they have sunken in cheeks where you can see their cheekbones they have kind of nasty teeth they are skinny some of them are pudgy imperfections yeah yeah even even fucking patrick stewart doesn't look hollywood ready in that movie he's old he's got like a shitty ratty kind of a beard thing going on like that is that is real when (laughs) you know just Unlike, Not everyone has a six-pack and are fucking baby-oiled up, man. Unlike Diora Baird and Jordana Brewster, who were in a literal Jeep accident that rolled three or four times, and Jordana Brewster was thrown from the vehicle. and uh, I put, Safely landed. Yeah, put some blood on the side of her face. And like, yeah, for being in a car wreck and being in a cannibal family and their teeth all knocked out and chained under a table, Diora Baird still looks fantastic. <laughs> 
I call bullshit on that getting thrown from the vehicle thing, especially in a Jeep. I'm like, you're applesauce lady. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, everyone in the, inside that Jeep should look like dude from RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Fucking death proof. They look like all the, yeah. the girls <laughs> in the... Yeah, your face is peeled off. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Your leg gets ripped off. It's... I don't know if you've uh, you've ever seen... Uh, footage or whatever of like blood uh, on the highway. A, yeah, <laughs> fucking is that a is that a Simpsons reference? Uh, I if I want I want to say that's when Beavis and Butthead took drivers. Oh, yep, yep, blood that's, on the highway, is, yeah. or it was another one of those student films you, you watch. Good <laughs> old blood on the highway. They are in a real. They, they smash into a into a cow at full speed. Roll their Jeep, which has an open top on it. Like they have like mm-hmm. the leather top to it, but no side doors, windows, none of that stuff. And all of them walk away from it. No real broken bones, like just some lacerations on the face and on the arms, mm-hmm. but all shit, to, they're like superficial uh, wounds. So, also, speaking of broken bones, and I was when I rewatched this, I watched this with uh, the kids. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you do. So we're watching it, and we're at the scene where Arlie Ermey tells uh, the very handsome blonde cherub-looking I don't remember sissy. anybody's name. Like, I just know yeah, the, two, know. Dean. Two, the two guys. The two, the two brothers are pretty much disposable to me. Yeah. He tells him, if you can do 20 push-ups, I'll let you out of here. And then he proceeds to beat him with the nightstick. And um, I'm under the impression that he's breaking bones. He's literally breaking bones. He's hitting him in the knee. He's hitting him in the leg. He's hitting him in the back. I'm under the impression that no amount of rest is going to, like, you know, my money says he ain't going nowhere. Like, no amount of rest is he's going to be like, ah, shit, man, you're, just needed a little nap you're trying to, to run. You're trying to justify it because this guy takes a hell of a long rest. Where Definitely there was a point where I asked the wife, I was like, what happened to the blonde dude stuck in the bear trap outside? Has he been there all night is leaning against the fence? He's just yep. sleeping. But, yeah, so he takes this tremendous ass beating. And then, uh, you know, he can't even get himself up like from a push-up position anymore i'm assuming broken forearms broken back broken fucking legs and um when his older brother breaks free and there's this moment of you know we're gonna escape he takes off running in a fucking dead sprint like there's not a bone broken in his body and my son's like good thing he forgot about his broken bones and i just fucking started laughing i'm like yeah that's true. He, was, he did forget about his broken bones and then steps in a bear trap. Like yeah, he was playing the long game of like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play hurt. I'm gonna sell my injuries so Arlie Ermey thinks I'm down for the count. And then I'm just gonna take this fastest kid alive he's, shit. <laughs> like that's what he's selling. He's trying some McLovin shit. To just take off running <laughs> into the dark. Arlie Ermey can't catch his ass. Which, I which, got fucking blood on my pants. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which again, even like innermost beat up Jordana Brewster could just plow right through Arlie Ermey when he's blocking the door and she decides to take the TCM route of going through mm-hmm. the going through the window I'm like man it's Arlie Ermey like yeah he's a Marine Corps guy and he's tough as nails but I was like he's an older man like you're a 20s young person just run through him 
yeah, blow through him. There's no stopping. It's him. some Night of Living Dead 1990s shit. I'm like they're so slow. Like just put put a put a Heisman Trophy hand up and just go right <laughs> through him. Just face palm him out of the way. He's just not shake that his difficult. Medic- shake his fucking medication and throw it. Go get the stick, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see that with the younger brother when he finally does get a spot where he's beating up. Harley Ermey just bashing his head into the into the porch steps. Got it. You got to answer why he lost his teeth. Remember, in in the uh, yeah. two thousand three one, he has no teeth. Yeah. Oh, we got something else in common too. Blah blah blah. Yeah, clearly we had we had to an- we had to answer all the lingering questions from 03. We can't just we can't just be like he's old and that's why he don't have no teeth. Dude's <laughs> teeth and legs. We need to figure out where they disappeared to. Uh, yeah. There's the tagline for this movie. Don't you want to know what happened to Arlie Ermey's teeth and 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 the one other the random other random dude's legs? We're gonna fi- figure wanna, it out today. You want to know my absolute favorite part of this movie though? Is it them? Is it him burning his draft card in the back seat of the jeep and then <laughs> acting surprised when someone's like, "Is something burning behind me?" <laughs> no, fucking <laughs> my idiot. favorite part. Is when uh, they use the heavy set lady as uh, a barricade. Oh, a barricade. I was laughing at that too. Like, wow, he pushed her pretty easily across that floor. Why is it so hard to push back? Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> yeah, as a battering ram to hold the barricade of the door closed. So good. That's so stupid. <laughs> you know, you see, because she's fat. So because she's fat, she's super heavy. So Arlie Ermey can't, can't open the door. And she can't get up and get out of the way because no, she's fat. No, you know, no like, like probably the direction was make stupid fat faces while you're wedged in with this table against the door. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. definitely talking so about all chocolate. they needed. Got to talk about add chocolate. one little fart in there. <laughs> oh yeah, right when the door, right when they smashed table, stomach to door. <laughs> oh, 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 shouldn't have had all them cookies. Whatever. Or maybe a, some dumb maybe, fat joke. Maybe slip some fart out when they're talking about chocolate and this panda and Viora bear just disgusted. <laughs> throwing up on the floor. <laughs> Let's oh, make it real, goddammit. Make it real. Nobody vomits in this movie, and somebody should. Yeah, no, there is no vomit. But remember two weeks ago I said, you know what this movie is missing? What the 03 version was missing was a dinner scene. And I'm wrong because this movie did not need it. It really did not need that dinner scene, man. It wasn't even really a dinner like they the the first the first dinner scene, I'll give it that. Like when they're made they made the stew out of out of Lou, the Lou Temple stew. Mm-hmm. The, the the Lou stew. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. That had some good improvised Arlie Army Irons of like they may not remember what we say but they sure shit gonna remember what we do and like we are mm-hmm. going to eat tonight and then the, yeah the second dinner is set up and they put Dior Baird at the table and then just decide to slit her throat at the table They're like what the fuck did you bother bringing her down for if you're gonna do yeah, that I was like again. why don't just have Tommy Thomas Thomas Hewitt just take her to the basement do it down there why are you fucking up the table upstairs with slitting her throat here for? It's it's useless. What's man. all that so, work for? So shoehorned in just so you can kind of wink at the audience and go, remember the dinner? You guys remember the dinner from 74. And like, I, like uh, I've heard a million other podcasts say when that kind of thing is done, like, don't, re- don't reference a movie that I'd rather be watching. Yeah, exactly, because it does kind of pull you out of it. There isn't a lot of that in this movie. There isn't a lot of, like, 
winky wink callbacks, which is why I think two weeks ago I told you I like this movie because it's it it's not coming off of a source material; it's its own thing, and and I like that. And but upon rewatch, it's so it's not it's not like plagiarism; it's not like derivative of these um, torture porn movies. But it's such a product of that time, and it's so influenced by that and I that's where I think I have the problem because I like this movie I have fun with it it's stupid but man I just I can't get over like I just think of all the people in the boardroom going did you see that hostel it's did you see that Rob yeah. Zombie thing that they yeah it's 2005 uh, like we gotta really lean into what's hot in 05 like we are very very over horny in 05 so like we need some low riding pants we need a the equivalent of a sex scene so we need someone tied to a bed we need Dior Baird and as little as humanly possible they gotta mm-hmm. look good round the clock everyone's gotta have that that like I said 05 facial hair thing kind of going on and things just look cleaner than they should nobody looks like this is the late 60s yeah uh, it's go see um once upon a time in Hollywood, if you want to see something yeah. done in the modern age that looks more '60s than this ever has a has a has a hope of doing, but I th- yeah, I think. Go ahead. I was like, but I'm trying to think of positives I can spin on this, which yeah, and I was like, I don't know if most TCMs are fun, but I was like, ah, this needs to be more fun. But I was like, well, our a lot of them that kind of way like no only three three is about baby i was like yeah three is kind of it i was like one isn't really fun but we have fun elements to it and i think i really think arlie ermy's character is entirely like expanding on the look what your brother did to the door thing so every line Mm -hmm. has to kind of fit that like just weird enough to sound funny and crazy at the same time yeah. Which again, even though he's less than the previous movie, he's still our main star. So even when yeah. we have, even when we take another attempt at TCM where we're going to make Leatherface the star, we're going to see his birth. He is still second fiddle. Yeah. I also, I mean, to kind of touch on your um, saying how this this isn't necessarily like a fun movie. Um. It seems like they they tried, right? Like they they tried to make it fun, but at the I don't same know. time, in some spots, to, like us with the like the biker gang thing, like it it all feels very like that. Genuinely, did make me laugh was when Harley <laughs> just rolls up and just blasts her with a shotgun. <laughs> that did get a chuckle out of me. So I was like, that was funny. I like that little little Friday the Thirteenth Part Three action where you know like bikers. It was scary. Like the the girl in the back, she's like, oh, look, bikers, that's awesome. And then the two guys are like, don't look at them, you know? There's an element of danger, that easy rider, that yeah, that they, whole They roll whole up thing. and just start busting up their car and kicking the shit out no of it. Which makes no sense. No, I was like, no why, sense, are, but they, it's awesome, why are they so angry? Because <laughs> they're bikers, man. But then I don't understand. Jackets. But then I don't understand their, their goals either, because one biker, the, the lady biker, Follows mm-hmm. after the Jeep and has a double barrel short shotgun. She's going to... Looks like one of the Nitro girls. Yeah, and she's going to rob them, I guess? But yeah, she gets blasted by Arlie Ermy, who shows up. And then, 
yeah, we see dude from Wayne's World biker later, and he's just rolling through town, and Jordana Brewster stops him and says, I need your help. They have one of your friends, which makes him stop, and like, so he knows who that is. He's not mm -hmm. seen her all day now, so has no idea whether their plan or her plan succeeded in the robbing they were attempting to do, so... Like, what's, what's he doing? Is he just circling the town until he figures yeah. out what happened to her? Where's the rest of and the also, gang at? Yeah, I was going to say, and also, he's alone, which makes no sense. Um, yeah, she's alone, then he's alone. Where are the other, like, 12 to 15 bikers in this gang? Are they just just happen to run into other bikers enjoying the sun that day, or what? I, I don't know. But he, So here's the other thing about the biker gang, right? Um, when you said their motives are a little muddy. So to me... Uh, my takeaway with the biker gang, like, or the biker culture has always been like, they're not looking for trouble. They, uh, especially like easy rider in that era, like they want to be accepted for who they are, the way they choose to live, the, the things that they believe in. And so they, they travel in this pack and they don't like to be viewed as a freak show or as trouble, but these guys roll up and immediately start trouble. They... There's there's nothing. It's not like, you know, the the people in the jeep are like fucking scumbag, piece of shit, puke biker fucks. You know, there's not there's not that like. Yeah, there's no looking down the bikers. No bikers going, you yuppie pricks. Yeah, there's no there's no reason for this conflict other than, shit. It's page sixteen on the script. Something's got to happen. You know, like it's um, it's very weird. Um. It's a very weird way to distract them to hit a cow, I guess. Also, <laughs> like that whole thing is just to distract them to hit a cow. Man, they obliterate that cow too. <laughs> that that I, got I a good chuckle out of prop. me too. Uh, yep, you're on. You're on on point pretty well. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that that was uh, that was a nice surprise. I, I was, just like I, I just after this, I got we got done watching it. And I was like, well. Uh, one thing that I always will appreciate in any movie, no matter how shitty it is, if you throw a dummy off a roof, you have my applause. And apparently, you, if you run over any excessively large animal and just liquefy it on the road, I'm going to be a fan of that too. Because even though I, we don't like animal killings in movies, if you just <laughs> plow through a giant bull, or a cow, whatever, at 70 miles an hour and just leave nothing but a vapor trail... I think it's just Excellent cows work. in general. I think it's just cows in general because fuck them. Like in uh, me, myself, and Irene, he chokes that fucking cow out and then shoots it in the face. Like <laughs> the cow survives. Hilarious, hilarious. But if it was a dog, I'd be like, you put that fucking dog down. Like, See, uh, I don't know. Planet Terror did that shit, and I'm totally fine when they ran over Rusty. Oh, that was okay. That was okay because that was funny. That was a setup, and it was funny. They're all funny. But uh, you know, so here's a little. Uh, I don't know, like whatever I'm trying to say. Last night we were watching Ernest Goes to Jail because my son loves Ernest, but he could not remember that movie. And I'm, he, he remembered pieces. So we're watching it. And then there's the spot when um, uh, the faux Ernest picks up Rimshot and throws him in the trash can. And everybody in the house was like, don't you hurt that fucking dog. They were all, you know what I mean? And then they're like, oh man, threw him in the trash can. Like, th there's your, you know. Nash threw away a perfectly good dog. <laughs> Uh, like really, really, real, real, real prison. <laughs> I've been vandalized by Elvis. 
<laughs> oh, such a good fucking movie. We, Bobby, <laughs> burn him. <laughs> That'll be our well, made out a future uh, retrospective series. Is just the Ernest goes to places. <laughs> Sidebar: I just want to make some skits where you and I are dressed up like security guards, and we are just terrible. <laughs> Sounds like the the valets from Key and Peel. That's it. I just want us to be security guards that just narrowly miss crimes or somehow accidentally aid in the crime happening. Oh, so like the plot I wanted to do for my Nick Nolte, Gary Busey cop tag yeah. team. Oh, you guys, you left your key card at home, huh? The guy's got like a ski mask on and a fucking power drill. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll let you in. Like, like, <laughs> like, hey, guy, just to let you know, it's not that cold out. But you do, you do, you man. Where are either one of those guys? Oh man, would I love to inject either Nolte or Busey into the Hewitt family? Yes, Busey literally looks like he belongs. <laughs> I don't know if I'd buy him as the sheriff. Maybe if we didn't have the, I mean, fuck it, put him as the legless guy. Like, give him a wheelchair, give him the silver bullet wheelchair he made. <laughs> just, just let him work at the gas station. You know, yeah, just. Get him in there with a big meat cleaver chopping fucking ribs all stupid like. Hey, Thomas, we closed down, man. It's condemned. Apparently, dumpster babies is, is a no-no to the FTC. <laughs> uh, all bullshit aside, though, man. Like, all, like, really, really ripping on this movie. It's, it's decent. It's just, um, I don't know. It's... It's just, we, we, again, we just keep getting further and further removed from that source material. And at a certain point, uh, it fe- it feels like, at a certain point, it feels like um, an imitation of that, you know, source material. Where it's like, remember this, we'll, we'll try and make it seem like this, but we're not necessarily influenced by this we're influenced by other things so it starts to feel like super super derivative i don't know how to it's odd odd feeling i get with this movie i will give it this for being a texas chainsaw movie it actually has a decent amount of chainsaw related murders which is something that doesn't happen at all in next generation (laughs) like this is a new and this is this is a texas chain this is a texas massacre no chainsaw required it's just a prop in that one. This is actually yeah. utilizes the chainsaw, which I don't know why it's just sitting in that office. <laughs> he beats the he slings that sledgehammer at that dude's face, which he, sh- he should be straight up Michael Rooker caved in face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that chainsaw is just sitting in an office and just picks it up, and that's how he decides to start using the chainsaw. Which is like okay, convenient, I guess. It's the equivalent of Jason finding his hockey mask. In that uh, the weed barn, that weed also barn, fucking platinum dunes, also platinum dunes. I Just, mean, yeah, all trying to replicate the success here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we didn't go with Jason Origins or out, which I guess we're finally getting at some point on a streaming service as yeah. a series. But I, I'll give it that. Like we actually have some chainsaw kills, and they look biker pretty, gets fucked up. Yeah, the biker gets pretty pretty well fucked up, dude. Who <laughs> I can't feel my arm. <laughs> Our pretty boy gets right through the chest, which I like that, that it's so loud. Leatherface doesn't hear Jordana Brewster screaming underneath him. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's definitely 
traumatized. I mean, she should be more traumatized. Like, Dior Barrett looks like how Jordana Brewster should look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when she... Which you, you shouldn't look, you know, when she comes out from under the table and then she takes that look at her boyfriend. That was pretty like, good. Yeah, that's solid. Um, so, But speaking <laughs> like, of that... Looks like a one-armed Skeletor on the table. <laughs> I am not alive. Well, well built and ripped, but he has a skeleton face. <laughs> um, so that's the other aspect, which we talk about in all the other films. So we went from his COVID mask to now he has the boyfriend's face. And it doesn't look great to no, me either but it's weird it almost looks feminine it's got kind of a feminine look a little bit but I do think it looks better than the movie previously mm-hmm. and definitely next gen oh, definitely yeah, 100%. I would put it behind the original part three than this so I would put it it would get the uh, it would get the bronze medal for for mask, it doesn't look okay. bad. My my only thing, if I had to critique it, it was like, well, he made that pretty fucking quick as far as like the <laughs> stitching and shit. Like it seems like like twelve seconds between when he slices it off to he's he's already strapping it onto his noggin. So yeah, like, man, he wired that up real fucking fast. <laughs> I like your new face. But yeah, I was like I was like it feels more crude. Mm-hmm. Not quite I, as I Hollywood. I think my issue might be the hair or something. There's just there's some weird thing about the way that face looks um, that kind of throws me off. Again, like I said, kind of feels feminine, but also I think it's because Andrew Bynarski has a fucking gigundous melon on top of his neck. So um, the mask itself, the skin that's over his face seems like more skin than what was on that scrawny handsome guy's face you know i mean he's he's a skinny dude yeah S- super fit and should be like chris Farley. head should be like yeah. chris farley trying to put on david spade's coat <laughs> yeah that's a, like the seams would be fucking tearing like okay then question for you as related to that if you were to go back to the previous movies do you think that's the is that the same formula? Is this all one guy's or one person's face? Because I always just, in my head, assumed he just... Patchwork? Yeah, he patchworked that, the whole thing together. Like that, is, that could be like 17 people on him face. As opposed mm, to whenever they decided in the remake, or this this movie, I guess, they just decided to go, what if he just does, does one person face? Yeah, he does it in the movie previously. Like, just cut off one dude's face and that's just, you're going to be that person. Until it rots, yeah. Um, I kind of like yeah. him doing the, like, weathering it, like, getting it ready and then stitch working it all together to just to make a face and then designing yeah. that face. Like, Pretty Lady is yeah. pretty much a face, but I still feel like it's parts. Right. So, they do that in two. And, and two is, like, our least favorite mask, but, like, it's got a fucking ear. It's got, like, patches of black skin, um, different, you know, different skin pigments and pieces. And it looks like a quilt, like a really <laughs> cheap Spirit Halloween quilt. So you run the risk of it, it being super hokey. Uh, my, I guess, and I didn't think of that until just now. My issue with him making this mask immediately and putting it on um, 
whereas the mask in like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks dried out. It looks um, brittle. Yeah, it looks like it's 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 had time to cure and stuff. And I just was thinking, okay, take a piece of bologna and try and fucking sew it to another piece of bologna. And then, and then let that piece of bologna that's sewed to the other piece of bologna hang under its weight and see if it doesn't just tear and fall. Because I'm assuming that's... I've never peeled off someone's fucking face, so I can't speak to that. But I would assume... Because it's not like it's thick. It's not like it's down into the muscle and... You know, got some grit. It's just skin. Yeah, it's so I would assume surface. it would tear unless you put it under a fucking heat lamp and you dry it and it starts to kind of like curl mm-hmm. and get like the hard edges and brown and nasty. Like, But again, I'm not a fucking serial killer. I've never made a mask out of a person's face. But, uh, but I feel like to me, it just feels like it would drip right off. Like, <laughs> But by golly, is that a wonderful idea he's given me for a future live stream? Is like, let's just. <laughs> Let's go to the store, get some turkey, bologna, ham. I'm like, all right, we have two hours. Let's see if we can make our own leather face mask out of lunch meat. Fucking, yeah, like a goddamn preschool <laughs> art project. 100%. <laughs> I would love to see how all of us, like, throw a remix in there, throw anyone else who wants to join us. Like, all right, we're going to make make your own leather face mask out of real meat at home. And then, I would. My dog will be in heaven because he'll be eating everything that hits the floor. Yeah. And everything with. I'm I'm fucking 100 down with this idea. Just so you. Know. <laughs> as I'm gonna am, go get thin sliced honey ham. As, as am I. I'm like, oh, what's your secret? I was like, oh, we usually get the honey, the honey roasted, but nah, we just we just get the the thicker cut here. That's just the cured. <laughs> So then we gotta wear it, and then we gotta take it off, and we gotta eat it. Yeah, it's gotta gotta survive the test of like you have to construct it so it looks like a mask. You have to have at least a mouth and eye holes, and then you have to you have to adhere it to your head, and it has to stay on your face for at least like two minutes. Like yeah, with you doing move your head around. Yes, left some left to right, up and downs. Like it's gotta gotta maintain for at least 120 seconds. Leatherface Arts and Crafts. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Remix about this. He's going to have a fucking heyday. Uh, we'll go, I'll go spend $40 on ham and fucking sewing needles. <laughs> I 100% cannot tell the wife any of this because she like, you spent how much? You're just wasting all this lunch meat? Like, this is the dumbest idea. You shut your mouth. All seven of our viewers yeah, they will are dying to know. They will donate dollars to see us do this. Mm-hmm. At least three dollars, and YouTube will take thirty percent of it. So I will make ninety nine cents off of clearly what's going to be twenty something dollars or more of lunch meat that I could have eaten on sandwiches and survived on for a couple of days, but I made a mask out of it that'll live forever on the YouTube's. I think uh, this might be a better in person video where we can edit it and do some really cool B roll shots and oh put yeah, some cool music in there. Oh yeah, I think we've. Uh, no one steal our fucking idea. I'll kill y'all. But <laughs> we might have um, we might have already done it by the time this actually hits the airwaves. It's true. It's true. So next visit, whatever, whenever that is, I will make sure that uh, we have a lunch have meat budget. <laughs> yeah, whether you're here or I'm there, I'll make sure we have a good camera, good sound, <laughs> lighting. Uh, we'll make it happen. But uh, is there anything else you want to touch on on this movie before we move on to our next segments? I'm trying to think if I didn't. Uh, 
well, speak what, on it. Oh, well, I do one, have one more thing. My bad. Okay, go, go for it. You yours, then I'll right do here. mine. So here's my other that just popped in my head. We were hit me talking about the Rob Zombie era and that uh, you know hostile era. We do have a moment super early in the movie with the uh, when Leatherface decides to kill the guy who runs the shop owner uh, or the the whatever the, the slaughterhouse. Head, the head guy at Lee's says, Water, which I love. He, it's like a sitcom. We keep going back to this like shot of the slaughterhouse, like. Uh, like the building, like it looks like mm-hmm. a straight sitcom. Like we're gonna dissolve into what's going on inside. Bum, 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 bum. Um, yeah, but he he does. He has one of those lines, like uh, you know, the "I was good to you, Mikey" type of line, and that's so fucking Rob Zombie. And it just popped in my head where I'm like, ah, yeah, that's clearly influenced by the Danny Trejo scene, like, which the wife was super critiquing. She'd been like, all these guys are dicks with how they're like. I would have totally done a way better job of firing <laughs> Leatherface from this job. And like, just go up to him and like, I know this is everything to you. It is to me too. But they're telling us we have to go. I have to go. You have to go. I'm sorry we have to do this, but we all have to leave. Yeah, come to the tavern with us. I'll buy you a beer. Or you call pour him. it in your nose hole. Or call him a dumb retard like the first guy does. Who lives, by the way. Mm-hmm. The one that just instructed him to tell him to fire him is the one that gets sledgehammered to the face. Mm-hmm. Logic. Yeah, you know, like you do. But, again, yeah, a character that's sympathetic and nice, pleading for their life. I was your friend. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Smash, you know. I hired you for reasons. I know you were born yeah. here. Weren't you born here? You look like you we were We go way here. back. <laughs> yeah. I threw you in the I dumpster. I dusted the maggots off of you. Yeah. I dusted the maggots off you in the dumpster. I cleaned you off before I threw you out in the trash with the scraps. <laughs> Wrapped in fucking... Butcher uh, paper. Yeah, butcher paper. They like love that. using the butcher paper. All and right. that twine. Yeah. Yeah. So my two two questions then for you is, one, where do you go from here? Mm, well, what's, I mean... What's you, the next <laughs> step? Yeah, that's where they shot themselves in the foot because they're like, we can only prequel once. Right? <laughs> yeah, we can't like, go further back. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna see. Back, back. We're gonna like, yeah, the next movie's gonna be how Leatherface's mama got knocked up. Who is Leatherface's yeah. daddy? We're going back to the Wild West, like fucking Back to the Future Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have nowhere to go. You're you painted yourself into a corner. That's when the cannibalism you, started. <laughs> unless you want to be like, all right, Robo Arm Leatherface. Which the world wasn't ready for that. We're still not ready for that. Um, don't ever do that. I feel like we could have been in '94. Like if this had come out in the mid '90s, I feel like we would have been like, "Yeah, he's got a robot arm now." What about uh, Space Chainsaw Massacre? You know, I think once Grindhouse kind of hit mainstream and we got Machete and Machete Kills, I think that would have been a, a good time to strike with that. It would have been accepted then. We were just getting into like. Overly goofy is acceptable if they played it straight enough. Then they went overboard mm. with it, and that's how we end up with shit like Sharknado. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't take Texas to space, so <laughs> they don't believe in that I, kind of thing. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I was gonna say something like uh, Escape from New York or Escape from L.A., where like Texas becomes a prison. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Now the- that's a better idea. So my other question then is since it's it, I don't think we've ever 
individually or as a collective decided to re-go through this franchise top to bottom for like we just mm-hmm. kind of pick and choose spots out of it unlike yeah. the other ones where we will kind of go through Friday the 13th Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street we'll go through kind of the series and how one can lead to another one kind of a deal is this the, the does this movie officially take the reins as far as being the most unconnected series out there and does it put Halloween to shame with its multiple timelines because you can get oh. two or three different timelines off it, and people talk about that that series all over the place. I'm realizing, at least I think now, that TCM will never be duplicated as far as its unconnectivity to the previous or the next. Oh, I'm with you 100%. People who complain about the Halloween franchise, <laughs> but this franchise literally is you know, saying, uh, hold my beer. Oh, yeah, perfect. Hold my barbecue sauce, because (laughs) guess what? None of these movies connect in any way, shape, or form. They're fucking all over the place. This is the best we got, and the best they could do for connective tissue is to go prequel. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like a a casual watcher um, who doesn't try to connect them can just ignorance is bliss right like well it's leatherface he's in texas it's just like that one but not or whatever like yeah, they can just if people assume die it's just if people die it takes place in texas and there's a chainsaw somewhere on screen it, it, it qualifies yeah because uh you know i mean you can you can just ignorantly um watch it with no prior knowledge and just assume that it's all part of the same soup you know sort of like um Oh, AMC, like every Halloween, they do their Fright Fest or Fear Fest or whatever it's called, and they'll play like all the Halloween movies. I can remember when I was working construction, uh, my boss, who was not a horror movie fan at all, but it was Halloween night and we, oh, we had all of our kids. And so Halloween 4 was on, and uh, his wife was like, Turn this off or whatever. And he's like, No, I want to watch this. And then so he starts asking me questions, you know? So <laughs> who's this girl and this and this? So I'm like, so this movie and the next movie are only tied to this movie. And, then, like, I'm trying to break it down. And he looked so confused. After, like, five minutes of me talking, he did just shut it off and go do what his wife wanted. Because he's like, I don't, <laughs> you know. I'm like, it's way more complicated than just, like, a dude in a white mask. The whole series. Yeah. Just way more complicated than a dude in a white mask stabbing people. Yeah, like, have- it has all these weird... Yeah, connections. Heaven help you have somebody new into the horror world and they want to watch something, Texas Chainsaw, like, oh, I want to get into that series. What happens in that series? I think that's also very much it falls into this, again, old man talk, this day and age of uh, binging. Like, oh, we'll burn through this whole series. How little things will tie into things way later. None of this throw all that shit out the window when when it comes to this. Just sit back and go... It's in Texas. There's a chainsaw somewhere in here. And more than one person dies, so it's qualified as a massacre. That's yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, this is pre um streaming binging, so things don't ha- have a lot of that connective tissue. But I mean, just as far as any other series goes, like nothing is like this. Which is I okay, I would also um so, you know, Halloween's up there, but not 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 as bad as this. But I would say Hellraiser also. 
is kind of Hellraiser, but I feel I can totally explain Hellraiser's like there's the first movie that made a sequel that was direct, the third one's the popcorn movie, and after that it's spec scripts. Plus Yeah, and it's basically just um, plus Cenobites. where wherever the uh, lament configuration ends up, so it doesn't have to necessarily tie to the previous film. But um, yeah, I would just I would just say that a lot of the stuff we grew up with um, got sequels out of necessity for you know box office like oh this one did better than we thought so new movie new uh, movie and I still feel they're like that pretty much the uh, confines them to doing that but just yeah they're really I think because of fan access to being able to voice their opinions it's modified to like well things need to make start making sense now like mm-hmm. like we said Freddy vs Jason was the last movie in the era of you will give what the fuck we take you will you will take what we give you and you'll like it. Mm-hmm. After yeah, that, yeah. What's the worst you can do is write into Fangoria like two yeah. months later and oh uh, yeah. Oh, they send me a letter. You can just throw that in the trash. And no one will ever. No one else will see it. Only the person writing it and the person receiving it knows about it. Now you can mm-hmm. post whatever you want and it can be seen by hundreds of thousands of people. So you don't like Sonic the Hedgehog's eyes? We can change that shit by just. We're gonna start a petition. It. Yeah, you can do all that just by voicing your opinion on the interwebs now and get things changed. So, I guess in the positive, we won't have that happen anymore. But I guess it will also put a constraint on probably the length it takes for the next movie to come out. Because, like, well, how are we going to build off of that? Although, I don't know. Texas might be the wild card series and this goes, fuck it, we're never going to make any sense from movie to movie. We're throwing logic out the window like uh, we throw babies born in the slaughterhouse <laughs> into the dumpster. But we'll keep the trend going of what's trendy in the times, and we'll get to that when we get to the, probably around the end of this series. Going, this feels a lot like something else. So, like this feels that felt a lot like man. I feel like we're doing some Halloween 2018 kill shit. And like then, as to right now, we're like, no, this definitely fits into the Eli Roth torture porn dirty side of. Cinema in the mm-hmm. early early aughts. Although I'll say this, Eli Roth can fucking write dialogue, and everybody seems pretty real to me. This not so much, but <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, the dialogue in this ain't ain't bad. I I can get it. It's just I don't know. It just doesn't stick with me. But I I mean, I, I just because I don't remember anybody's name doesn't necessarily mean anything. I got even just. After only three watchings in over a decade, like, oh yeah, it's two brothers. One wants to go to Nam. One is telling his brother he wants to go with him to Nam. He doesn't really want to go to Nam. They're both gonna die. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they it's a prequel. Toast. They're all gonna die. Now that we're done, uh, well, I t- we tried to be positive, but and and oh, again, I offer a disclaimer: like, our word is not bond. Um, if you like it, too good. I definitely. Yeah. Like I like I've said before, I like hearing all kinds of opinions on different things. Like you like this, tell me why. I'll tell you my. You tell me yours. I'm not going to mm-hmm. think you're stupid for it. Yeah, everyone likes their not. Thing. People think we're stupid for the ones we like. So we're <laughs> like, yeah, we like this one. No one else likes it. We like it. Fuck it. Yeah, and also I'll say this. I I do like this movie. I watch it. Not not overly regularly, but probably like once every six months. I get in that cycle of each villain you know each major slasher villain and so i'll kind of bounce around through the franchises and i give this one i give this one it's it's fair due okay so if you had to delete one from like that keep one delete one from history this or the remake 
Do you want to keep the Origins or the remake? You have to delete the other one from ever happening. Which one would you want to keep? I'd keep the remake, and I would get rid of this one. Hmm. But um, I do like this one, man. Uh, it's 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 fine. It's uh, stupid. It's just stupid, and that's a that's an easy. It's a really easy hour, thirty minutes, or however long it is. It's it's very uh, fast paced. Doesn't ever really seem to drag to me. Uh, it's it's a decent popcorn movie, but it's not as fun of a popcorn movie as we would like. But uh, yeah, yeah I know. that's the best thing. It's like it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's just fine. fine. Which I don't know if that's the best or worst way to put it, but that's not how we're gonna do things now. It's time to figure out what some people think that we're definitely leaning towards one side over the other. It's time for them one star reviews from the Amazons. All right, we have the pretty kid, or the petty kid. I want to call him the pretty kid. <laughs> the petty mm. kid with two Ds. April 28, 2000, or 2021. I'm really all over the place. One star, the Texas Scratched Up Massacre. The new scratch. The beginning scratched up all until the scene where he gets the new face. From that point on, it plays good. Oh, I thought he was talking about, like, the film grain overlays. No. Nope, he's just talking about his disc being a piece of shit. Well, buff that shit out, homie. <laughs> Something else we've encountered in the past is from Eric McKenzie. May 12, 2021, star Chainsaw. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of Amazon selling movies that don't play in this region. I suggest for one to think before buying movies on this stupid site. <laughs> but while you're on this stupid site, check the one-star reviews. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Just pay attention to the region. It's, pay attention it's literally to in the info. A quick, like, uh, life hack. If you're looking for a movie that it's, it is becoming harder to find, if you find it on Amazon and it has really amazing artwork, probably region locked. Yeah. That's usually how it works. It's like yeah. a German media book, and you're like, "These, oh, mm. ooh, that looks super nice. Seventeen dollars. Where do I sign? Oh, not in the United States. That's for goddamn sure. It's gonna take six months to get here too. Yeah, unless <laughs> it's raided by you know bandits, pirates. <laughs> oh, we have our own story about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a month or so, <laughs> a couple months. All right, Emily, November fifteenth, twenty nineteen, one star, awful, awful. <laughs> Paul Knowles, January 17, 2016. One star, cheap, disgusting, and unentertaining. This film is trashy, cheap, disgusting, and unentertaining. However, it does better as a standalone compared to the 03 remake. Mm. Eh. I mean, I don't know. I just don't need to see him be born. <laughs> and go through all that bullshit. Would you want to see any other slasher icons be born? you want to see Freddy born? I mean, we see him conceived and pretty much born in five. Yeah. Would I... you want to see it done in the real time, just a movie on the conception? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know that you need that. Um, I think it's fine. The franchise did what it had to do in certain spots, you know, with uh, Freddy's Dead giving us just minuscule glimpses into his problems. I don't know that I need a full movie of like him at daycare being the weird kid 
or whatever. Smashing you know, I don't hamsters and sending out a hundred cards on Father's Day. <laughs> like, God damn it. My, my tongue is dry. Oh, he died from licking toxic stamps. <laughs> Sensora! December 28, 2021. One star crazy sad movie. I did not like <laughs> kill or torture, but stuff happened where life Whoa. That sounds like Charlie from It's Always Sunny wrote this review. I did not like kill or torture, but stuff happened. Where life? Definitely translated to English. That is... No, that is reviewed in the United States. Holy moly. That is that is a local boy. Or Pertens. I don't know. Sin Sorora. Last, last name Hewitt. Possibly. <laughs> Savannah Bentley, June 3rd, 2015. One star. No. <laughs> That's it? No. It's just fucking just uh, no. Kurt Russell from Tombstone walking across the creek. No. No. JJ Bags, October 24th, 07. One star. Trash the trash. <laughs> the cinematic equivalent of paying good money to sit in a landfill on a hot summer afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Inc- I like that incredibly repellent violence with absolutely no message except that there are millions of suckers like me who gets his curiosity around the times and buys a matinee special my arousal in quotes lasted exactly 10 minutes a suspicious duet in the cinema started started staring in all directions with eyes blazing and gazing so I decided hmm. to, a lot of shit is in quotes. I decided to blow town, if not my lunch. This is easily a worse movie than A Clockwork Orange. Something I thought I'd never be able to say. Don't be content to merely avoid this abomination. Urge a boycott. Wow. Dang, all right. I, I, him just putting a lot of shit in quotes just kept fucking with me. So, J.J. Mm-hmm. Bags, uh, you're a strange one, Mr. Grinch. Special. And to end up at the bottom of the barrel of the one stars, J.R. Gonzalez, October 7th, 2006, one star, an unimportant remake. All in caps, by the way. Somehow right. you just seem to get lost in it all with the same old story, just like the original, too bitter and sort out of distant from 2003's that the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes a prequel that never lets out a gasp horror and bores us with something we already saw 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, that tell us how you really feel, homie. He is bored, lost, and doesn't feel a prequel is necessary. All right. Well, I said it a lot shorter than that, and in a very <laughs> calm and collected voice. But anytime any yeah. things are all in caps, I'm like oh, this will be fun. Yeah, that's a that's a dude just fucking pounding the keyboard, but this, thinking he's writing the next great review. Yeah. <laughs> Which also is a big the big deterrent I found on this movie again in particular is it's one of two big reviews that kept popping up as people bitching about either the quality of their discs. Or it is a novel of a review, which mm. I don't even res like. If I got to hit see more and I'm just scrolling, like, who is reading that shit? I, ne- I shouldn't start looking to see if anyone ever finds it helpful. I wish they had an unhelpful check mark there, you know, <laughs> like, two or a car or a, or a 
yeah, the, your comment section, like, your review is too goddamn long. <laughs> that meme of <laughs> the cost of this is too damn high. <laughs> I could probably watch the movie and be done with it before I finish reading your review of the movie. Yeah, your thesis on whatever. That is 60s horror. That uh, who does that? That is not someone anyone I, gets. There's no monetization at all in that. Is there? Like, is there any monetization you can get no. for reviewing shit? I don't think so. I mean, fucking Stranger Things have happened. You know, there's probably a job out there that entails that, but it is. It's it's odd. Maybe there is like a minimum requirement for your reviews. Like, it has to be a thousand words or whatever. <sighs> so you're like, that's a personal goal. That is not required by any of the any of the reviews. Uh, on Amazon at all. Give me a paragraph at best. At best. Maybe two if you're really funny. No periods, no capital letters. Just just run run it all together. Yeah, maybe break up by having one word on one line and then just hit enter and go to the next line because just it'll fuck up the flow of trying to read it. I'm going to just put a bunch of commas. That's usually what I do. Like (laughs) Some dot, dot, dots. Yeah, tons of <laughs> and tons of shit in exclamation points like ah, I blew lunch. You sound like again, you sound like Chris Farley on the SNL thing where he's like, I don't fall in line, I don't use a toothbrush or wipe <laughs> properly, I sweat <laughs> profusely. I'm writing my Amazon reviews for there the is. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, quote unquote, the beginning of Perfect. the end. <laughs> Yeah, well, this literally is the beginning of the end because it killed the franchise for a hot minute. Yeah, you have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, we had to figure out how to come back. So They wrapped up, uh, and they're we, like, what do we do next? And I'm like, shit. I don't know. We got to go back to one-armed. We got to go back to the one-armed man or something else. Call up that Daddario or whatever her fucking name is. We, see if she'll. I'm like, you know, you know, the last movie had some wonderful breasts in it. We need someone just the same equivalent what can we find who's available can we bring Dior Baird back she still looks phenomenal she does still look nope phenomenal. we're gonna get uh Daddario Alexandra Daddario sounds like I have a stutter Daddario but uh, <laughs> sounds like an exotic like perfume cologne brand like mm-hmm. Daddario. yeah Daddario black and white commercial yeah like fucking silk flapping random words like yeah. breath Exquisite, silky, smooth, linoleum, <laughs> Daddario, by now, whispers, yeah, that's how you sell perfume, with I tits. don't know, <laughs> but now that we're done with uh, our Daddario perfume ad evil, what does that mean? It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game and how you play it. Damn, I just killed the entire police department. <laughs> Wonder what that felt like. Oh boy. What an idiot. I'm, a, I'm gonna I'm a cop now. I'm gonna load you into my cop car with a shotgun handy like now you wait here while I apprehend your Son, nephew. By the way, I'm definitely calling him a retard before yeah. I go to apprehend him, just so we're both on the same page of we're cool, yeah. right? 
you got to do it. Uh, now, I don't mind saying you raise that boy right. We ain't having this conversation. Make sure, definitely make sure this gun is here and the door is unlocked before I get out and go talk to him. And I'm I'll just rest assured, I am moving in one week, so no one will ask where I am after seven days from now. Not even that other deputy that works with me that I never see, that never have bothered asking what happened to me during the last week I was supposed to be here. But I'll, I'll be right back. You don't don't grab that shotgun now. Wish there was like moving boxes in the back of the fucking cop car. That would have been <laughs> hammered that home a little bit more. He just needed. He was just like one line away from living up that. Oh, he's just three days away from retirement. His daughter's graduating from college. <laughs> <laughs> he just bought his boat. Live forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But uh, that's right. It is time to play the game. And if you're new here. Welcome, but you're probably scratching your head asking yourself, what is the game? Well, the game is a deep cut in and of itself where you gotta pick a prop from the movie that we are covering, but it can't be a well-known prop. So since we're covering Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, I'm gonna go ahead and say, you can't have the chainsaw, you can't have the half mask, and you can't have the new mask, because those are all low-hanging fruit. So pick something odd, weird, quirky, strange, a little bit odd, isn't it? And uh, let us know in the comments on this podcast. Let us know on Patreon, Discord, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you find us, because we're there. And we want to know what you picked. Uh, Yeah, evil. Uh, I'm going to let you go first, because I already think I called it, but yeah. why not? Exploding cow. <laughs> Pre or post? Wow. I would love to have a full cow that I could, I could piece back together. <laughs> And then pull like it apart in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it fits together like a puzzle. I could just, I could put like an air cannon and just blow it up. <laughs> a hose? Yeah, yeah. Like a hose? <laughs> I can fill it up with a blood bag and just blow it up on the side of the street any any given moment. Like it looks like a cow, but like any time I can just press a button and just. <laughs> I would assume that it was able to be reassembled because. Who knows if they would be able to get it in one take? So that's <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah, I want the. Uh, <laughs> the exploded cow that you could reassemble and explode again. I think it's time to go back to some prop auctions and see if we can find that bad boy. <laughs> Which is weird. I've seen two exploding animals within like a two day period or no, just a day period. Cause literally the same night, like that uh, same night I watched uh, Saisu. Cause you hooked me up with the digital code for that. And there's an exploding horse in there. So I was like, man, two giant exploding animals in the same day. What are the odds? Sidebar. Before I pick my prop, what'd you think of Sisu? I had a blast with Sisu. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Not not practical or realistic in any way, shape, or form, but oh. fuck me, is that not the most fun ever? I was, it was like almost 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday, and I was laughing very obnoxiously loud when he is underwater. And just trying to yeah. get the Nazis' perspective, like we sent a guy down underwater to get him. He has no equipment down there. He's just sitting underwater, and all we see is blood bubbles shoot up. I'm like, send another guy down. More blood bubbles shoot up. <laughs> a plane has been has been wrecked in our truck's path way, way down the road. I'm like, this is the rope we hung him with. This man is immortal. <laughs> and no so lines. Fucking good. No lines until we get to the very end where he's just bitching about he has. he's tired of carrying around this gold being so damn heavy. Give me large bills. Mm. This shit's heavy. Yeah, dude. 
Uh, that was incredible. Fun. Yeah, I knew you were gonna love it. I knew I was like, it's like John Wick, but like cranked up to a billion and made by a bunch of foreigners. That's that's the style now. I, I I've heard it said before, and I, I agree with it. Keanu Reeves can just rebuild the action movie formula every so many years. He made The Matrix. Then for the next decade, we saw Matrix fight style ripoffs mm-hmm. endlessly, and then he did John Wick, and now we're like with this nobody. All these movies now are like, let's just make a one-man army that is just indestructible and knows how to mm-hmm. do 101 things. Like, he killed three of our men. What should we do? The commanding officer said, we are damn lucky. <laughs> Turn around and leave. Yeah, we're not leaving. And I literally had a moment where I was like, man, I wish one of these Nazis would have that machete moment where the one bodyguard in machete is like, I quit. <laughs> like, I just walk away yeah. and quit. And literally, as I got done saying that, the dudes roll up on the... Uh, motorcycle with two guns drawn on them, and they're like, I give up. This ain't worth it. Yeah, I'm out of here, dude. He's yeah. <laughs> two guns trained on a guy. He's literally just holding up. He's an old prospector with a pickaxe, and they're like, I am not fucking with this. We've seen this this immortal ghost man do his, do his thing. I ain't fucking with it. Nope. So good. I just wish, like, I like the guy, but I'm like, all I can see is Stephen Lang. I'm like, man, put Stephen Lang in that role. I kind of can see that too. It's the facial hair, the same kind of age bracket. Like, yeah, it, it totally mm-hmm. comes off as him. Watch this movie get remade in America and just not be as awesome. Because boy, yeah. that was awesome. Uh, but, I feel uh, like it'd be the equivalent of the Raid Redemption to Dread. Like, both yeah. good, but definitely you can tell which one is local, which one ain't. But mm-hmm. not bad. I like both Dread yeah. and Raid Redemption, but two. Very different, but very similar. Gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so what do you take? Redemption is getting an American remake, which oh, I'm I don't not know about super that. cool about that. Yeah, I don't know. Remember when that. they? Remember when they remade Old Boy? Mm, yeah, we don't talk about that. I'm just exhausted <laughs> watching Raid Redemption. I feel as tired as dude does in that movie fighting all those fucking people. Mm-hmm. It's well, oh yeah, or or that Samurai movie. Like watch them remake that in America. Oh, 400 versus one. <laughs> The one take I, movie. Mm-hmm. That's madness. Indeed. Speaking of madness, what in the world are you taking from this movie? Uh, um, I just, I'm going to take the fucking weird mutant baby prop. <laughs> As he's saying this, folks, he is shaking his head in a no fashion, so I don't think he's happy to take anything from this movie. Uh, well, you know, um, Dior Baird's goes undergarments back to, goes back to Tapehead when we when we wanted to have the birthing scene. Um, I was looking for baby props, and I I the one that I purchased was a like a fetus, like a baby fetus, and then way later down the road, I found full size silicone baby props. Uh, and I've always been like, man, if I would have had a full size baby prop, that would have been so fucking cool. <laughs> so, I guess that uh, weird, creepy baby that becomes Thomas Hewitt could have just as easily become Jacob Cobb. So, <laughs> good. Or I uh, like, I'll take one half of Dior Baird's undergarments. You can have the other one. <laughs> I want uh, the heavy set ladies' sundress. So I can use it as a tarp to cover up your your tent when you're selling your movies at events. Make a circus tent, yeah, it's yeah. a circus tent. Because <laughs> she's fat, That's you rude. see, it's, it's yeah, hilarious. It's, it's fat, you get it? It's it's. Mean. We are definitely hilarious. no better than the people who made the movie at this point. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the best bet for me is the uh, the baby, or um, the other thing would maybe be um, homeboy's severed legs. Severed legs, the semi-burned draft card. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, the gun that's picked up that we'd never have any use for later like she's trying to get this gun that's turned over in the jeep accident legless dude eventually picks it up and then we never hear from that gun again that's not how you do Chekhov's gun no we have anyone who wants to make a movie well did you also think when the biker shows up at the house and he's just got a six shooter i'm like that's not enough yeah not enough bullets homie i felt kind of like a pulp fiction like we don't know how many people's in there. We need shotguns for something like this. <laughs> shotguns for this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, not enough. But maybe he was thinking his uh, biker, bikerness alone was enough to beat him. Like uh, Damon Wayans says in Great White Hype, my blackness alone will beat this kid. <laughs> that was another line that got a good chuckle out of me. He was like, where's the girl? And he shows her to your bear. And he's like, not that one. <laughs> oh, you don't want to see the other one. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> That was good. I did like that. <laughs> uh, so there's, yeah, there's your uh, rainbow at the end of the thunderstorm, folks. There's there's a couple of funny things in this movie, and it's worth watching just to enjoy and poke fun at, just like we did. But uh, I suppose on that note, we should probably get going because, after all, there's a lot of movies out there, and somebody's got to watch them. So why not us, right? No talking until I've said grace, asshole. <laughs>